Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. What's up, everybody? Thanks for stopping by the show. I'm doing things a little bit differently today. So Anchor has this cool feature where you can record directly from your phone. Now, a lot of the times I want to record, but I got to go into my studio, turn it on, turn the computer on, turn the, the Zoom product on that I have uh, for the microphone. So, I mean, there's a few steps and it seems like it's like, ah, I don't want to deal with that. So this I'm trying for the first time to see how it works. And maybe I will start checking in more often because what I've realized is you probably don't know me very well. I mean, even if you've been listening to the, to the podcast from the very beginning, I've only done a couple of solo episodes where you actually get to hear what's on my mind, how my mind thinks. And (laughs) it's a crazy place to be. I wouldn't want to be up in there if I didn't have to be. Um, But you get what I'm saying. And so I think that this is probably a cool way to be able to you know, express myself and, you know, some of the perspectives that I have without having a guest and you just get to know me. So often I, on the weekends, I wake up at three, four, five o'clock in the morning. And, you know, I usually wake up at three o'clock in the morning during the weekdays, but on the weekends, what I'll do is I'll wake up and, you know, it's pretty quiet and I'll just sit and think, reflect, ponder, whatever you want to call it. And I'll usually take a couple of uh, bong rips too. And one or two just gets the thoughts going. And I come up with a lot of interesting uh, perspectives of, of my, on myself you know, and, and how I've, you know, behaved during the week, the past week, (coughs) excuse me, the past week and things that I could have done differently. And I was, uh, you know, a couple of things have happened. So if you've been following the, uh, the show and, and 
some of the earlier episodes when I ran for a business agent position in my union and lost. And that was right around, it was 2019 and it was November, 2019. So we hadn't, the lockdowns hadn't happened yet. Um, I had been trudging full force in my union for the past, you know, for the prior five years, probably six years, maybe. And so like I was a sergeant at arms for two years. I was a, um, trustee for two years and I was a, um, ah, what was the other one? Executive board member for two years. And I was also on the rowing team for five years, you know, while I was doing all this. And so, I mean, I was heavily involved, super, uh, union guy, uh, volunteered at everything. Um, you know, won tons of awards and I felt like, you know, I was, you know, a shoe in and it just didn't happen that way. I, you know, I wasn't that popular. I, I got the least amount of votes of the three people. And so that was really like a, like a fucking kick to my ego. I mean, seriously. And I had a big one, you know, and it, it came from, you know, I, I don't know, maybe I had a chip on my shoulder. Maybe I was just, you know, super arrogant you know, I'd come through prison and addiction and, and all this other stuff and still managed to um, be successful in the industry that I'm in and make great money and, and you know, things that I never would have dreamed, um, you know, in the path that I chose early on and it took me down all of these dark and, and uh, dark and, and just not good places. It ended me up losing my freedom ultimately in the end. And so, shit, I don't know where I was going with that. I forgot. That's, that's part of the problem when you're smoking weed. And you, <laughs> you'll drift off and, and you'll be talking about one thing and then just completely forget about it. But, you know, this path and, and, and everything else that I, I, I think about in the journey that I'm on and you know, the, the, the check that I had to have, because, you know, I had this idea in my, in my head, you'd see those memes all the time where, you know, this is how you see yourself, but then there's the next to you, how everybody else sees you. Well, I mean, I, I totally had that. And, you know, I thought I was a, you know, kind of cool guy, you know, you know, funny at times, you know, sometimes not so funny, could be an asshole, but I mean, I don't know. I just thought everybody was like that <clears throat> to a certain extent. And so anyways, I just had to, I really had to take a look at myself and, and, and ask, you know, why is, why is there such a, a discrepancy in like how I think of myself versus how everybody else thinks of me? And it was, you know, pretty much proof. I mean, I took it, you know, as being, you know, everybody at the top supported me. And then, you know, there was a whole, you know, my peers really didn't, even though I did all of the things, right? And so I really lost, um, I, I lost confidence. I, I definitely did. Um, you know, it, 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 after that, you know, cause I had, 
I really thought that I was going to win. And, you know, I, I put all the eggs in that basket. And, you know, I had to, uh, I wasn't working at the time because I, you know, made it to where I could campaign and focus on that uh, more, you know, so hopefully I would be able to get it. And, you know, I, I, I bet and I lost the bet, <laughs> you know, I, I hedged stuff and, and I ended up losing it ended up costing quite a bit. But it was a lesson, you know, it was, uh, you know, I shouldn't have done some of the things that I did, you know, and don't count on things. <clears throat> so there was a, a period of like, I don't know, from November into, I think, January, where I just kind of crawled into a shell and, and licked my wounds and tried to figure out where like where the disconnect was where the discrepancy is you know why why do I think so highly of myself and other people don't and you know a lot of it comes back to you me and my own arrogance and you know how I you know may come at people um and you know I can be aggressive I can be abrasive and I, I, my tone sometimes comes across condescending, I guess. Um, I mean, even though I'm not thinking like that, but there is like, I don't know. I, I think that there's like an air of an intimidation factor that, comes across like I'm trying to intimidate people and it's not usually the case but you know some of these you know things come out from my past and you know the bullying type of behavior the you know dominating you know I mean I was a drug dealer <laughs> uh, I was a criminal and so you, a lot of that stuff even though I would use it to my advantage um, in either manipulation or intimidation uh, to get what I needed or wanted um, in that lifestyle. It still comes across sometimes, I guess, to to people like unbeknownst to me, like I'm, I don't even realize that it, I'm doing it and uh, it's coming across that way. So I had to do a lot of, a lot of, asking myself questions and trying to see myself how other people would see me and knowing like my behaviors and my tendencies and, you know, some of the things that I do that, um, some of those, those behaviors that are just so auto response, um, from a lifetime of, of, of toxicity and, and bad behavior, you know, I mean, shit, how long, how many years was it before I really turned my shit around? I mean, it had to be 30s. Four, I would, I would say into my 40s. So that's crazy. And a lot of it is just learned behavior along the way that 
turns into habits, which turn into things that are hard to break. And even when you are aware of them, they still pop up, you know, um, like just like anger, you know, if you have anger issues, well, if you're not dealing with those and you're not, you know, either talking, talking them out or working them out through like working out or strenuous type of activity, they're going to come out some way. Like the side of your neck through, you know, smart ass comments, you know, they make their way out and you just got to, you know, find ways to healthier ways of, of, of letting them out, you know, <clears throat> for myself, <sighs> um, road rage used to be, be something that was a byproduct of me holding shit in and, you know, the anger just right below the surface and it, all it would take was just somebody to cut me off or, or, you know, do something that I felt was, you know, disrespectful on the road and I'd boom, boom, on your ass, on your ass. And it, it just, it's crazy because it would just like, you're in this zone and it takes a lot. Once you get in that zone, for me, it takes a lot to snap me out of it. And it usually, it probably runs the course of the adrenaline rush. And then it, as that dissipates and you start realizing, holy shit, I'm doing 115 on the fucking, on the, on the Bay Bridge. Cameras everywhere. You know, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's like this. This, this fucking battle I have with myself, man. Like this, the other, whatever else is inside. Um, I was, I was thinking about this the other day. So my daughter likes to listen to like Miley Cyrus party in the USA. And so on YouTube, you know, some, once that plays other songs that are like that will come on. And one of them is the one by pink. That's what about us? And I swear to God, when I'm thinking about that, when that song comes on, usually it, it, it makes me emotional for whatever reason. Um, and, but the lyrics, I was listening to the lyrics one day and I was like, holy shit. Like the us, it, to me, when I'm thinking about that song, I, I'm thinking about the internal fight with me and my ego. And me is always going, what about us, man, dude? You're not thinking about all the fucking things you're putting us through. And my, like me versus my ego or, you know, the, the other, the other side of me. It sounds weird. And it sounds, it sounds really weird to say that out loud. I think about it all the time though. And it's not like I have, like I'm like split personalities or something. It's, there's just the 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 rational side and the irrational side of me and i don't know whatever it is you want to call that and that song just like fuck it kills me because that's how i feel about my internal fight like i'm over here trying to like do the right things and and progress and and you know all this other stuff and then there's the other side of me that 
is will procrastinate or will be f- lazy or just like will start some things and and you know have a bunch of different things going on and <clears throat> not enough time to tend to all of them and, and you know at the end of <laughs> at the end of the year it's just this mess of tangled shit that nothing's got done with and so anyways where I was going with that was you know I went I, I learned a lot and, you know, had to humble myself. And it's taken, um, it's taken a while for me to want to re-engage with, uh, with the union and, and all that stuff. But I have, but I'm, I'm still constantly reminded that, you know, (laughs) for some people, the, the mandates and all that other stuff and COVID and, and everything else, all that shit's over, right? In most places. But, dude, still here in California, it's they're still wanting wanting to hold on to that shit, man. Hold on to making sure that you've got your 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 papers uh, to do things still. And it's crazy. I I just don't get it. You know, one of the things that I really enjoyed and was the beginning of, of, um, kind of my, my path into the union was, you know, getting on the rowing team and that what it was kind of that camaraderie that was missing in my life and, you know, that sense of belonging to something and a team and, you know, that's what the union kind of did for me and, I mean, not only did it do that, it did a whole lot of shit for me, to be honest with you. Um, it's given me a life that I never dreamed that I would have the opportunity to still have due to the mistakes that I made early on. You know, I thought I was doomed to, like, that's why I was going as hard as I was in being a criminal and drugs and, and all that other shit, man. Because I didn't think that I was going to see 30. I honestly didn't think I would see 40. And so I was just trying to run myself into the ground because I didn't think that this kind of a life was possible for me. And, you know, as I sit here now and, and think of like, think of all the things that, that I have and all the things that I should be grateful for that I don't acknowledge enough. I was thinking about that the other day too. Um, how I was like when people think about a gratitude list and you talk about all the things that you're grateful for. And I, and I, and I think to myself, like, yeah, you don't, you don't do any of that. You hardly ever, like, I don't think I've ever hardly written down the shit that I'm grateful for. And I think that's a problem because if you're not thinking about, I'm going to get off into another line. Let me just keep on going. Cause with what I was talking with about. And I seem to have kind of forgot about that one too. Ah, tricky place being in, in my head. I'm telling you, there's so much in there. There's so much going on in there. Anyways, as I'm, I'm sitting here and, and, and pondering all of these things, right? All of these things. And these, that's where I was going with it. So the rowing was, was the first thing that brought me into this, this life, right? 
uh, that made me feel a part of a team. And I really enjoyed it. It was challenging. I, I remember I, I went a little further and got into a uh, almost like a, a, a team that raced other teams. Um, and one of them was one that went from the Golden Gate Bridge to the, um, the Bay Bridge. And like right out there in that choppy ass water. And I remember, you know, I would always hear about people saying that they would, you know, when they thought they didn't have any more, that they found another, another speed and they were able to dig deep down and pull out that, that win. Right. I'd always heard about that, but I'd never, ever pushed myself to, to any extent out of my comfort zone. And so this day when we did this race, I found that in myself and I, when I didn't think I had enough and they were, we were neck and neck and we had been, you know, rowing through, you know, all this chop from the bay and, and, you know, rollers coming at our side and it was just crazy, man. I found another, another speed and like, I thought I was going to die of exhaustion. And then when we had to, you know, hit that that last stride, I was able to dig down and, and pull it out. And we ended up winning. It was the hardest thing that I ever had to do. Um, in terms of like exerting myself like that. And so it was cool. And it, and it taught me a lot. So anyways, I went to, I wanted to do it again, right? So I'm like, all right, I'm back in, you know, kind of wanting to be involved. So I want to go back to the beginning of where I found my passion and where I found that spark and that drive to to make me want to be more a part of this union. I mean, already it saved my life, you know, and it and it helped pull me into a life that I could only have dreamed of up to this point. And so... I, uh, so I, I signed back up for the team cause they're getting ready to do, um, they're ready, getting ready to go back into practice, uh, for the thing in October that we do every year. And I haven't done it for the last three years since I, you know, pulled out and was acting like a little fucking baby cause I didn't win. Um, so I called the, uh, so every, all of the, the, the people like the top of our union are at a, uh, Western States conference in another state somewhere. I can't remember where, where it is this year. So they haven't been able to, the guy that's in charge of setting up the practices hasn't done it. So I, I went and I said, Hey, well, I'll call the person and, and I'll set it up while you're out there. And so I did and come to find out that you have to be fully vaxxed and boosted to to row now. And it's like, dude, this is... Like, you people are still holding on to this thing, man. It's like, come on. It's just crazy. You know, I don't... You, know, you can do whatever you want. That doesn't, that doesn't bother me. You want to take fucking 25 shots, go for it. You know, but... I feel like I'm a, a a healthy person, 
And I had it. You know, I got my natural immunity. So it's just, it's just, I don't know, man. I was like, how long are we going to have to deal with this shit? And it sucks because if I wasn't, if I didn't have my daughter here in co-parenting, and I would have, I'd be out. Seriously, I would have been gone already. I have a fifth wheel. I would have packed that motherfucker up and been out of here. Not looked back, even even though I have family here, because a lot of them are on that 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 wacky side. <laughs> you know what I mean? The 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 COVID idiots, the uh, the uh, COVID extremists. You know the the extreme left, the woke. <laughs> All those folks are, are are here. You know, like I'm in a rural area, so I I I don't see them. Uh, much and unless I go into the city, I work in San Francisco quite a bit. I work down in uh, uh, Silicon Valley quite a bit, so I see them <laughs> all over the place. You know, the the dipshits that are by themselves in their cars wearing masks it doesn't make sense to me. Um, <laughs> the science behind it doesn't make sense to me, and it's not like I'm not following in anything. Anything I just don't. I just don't watch news, man. I, I, I follow certain people and, you know, listen to the people that they're listening to, the doctors that they're following, because there's two sides of this, too, even in the medical, where you would think that it would be, okay, well, if this is really, truly science, then there should be only one side. You know what I mean? But yet there are two. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense. All right, well, which one is 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 the truth. So I chose one side, you know, the McCullough people, the, the, the Farid's, the Zeb Zelenko's, the, um, Malone's Peter Malone, um, all of that side of the coin. That's who I've been following. Cause it makes the most sense. None of the other stuff that, that they're coming out with makes a whole lot of sense. And all of the injuries and stuff that have followed. If you're watching the news, they're not, they're not pointing any of that out. You know, they're, they're not covering some of that. And so, and even the news, like CNN, uh, Fox News, like any cable news outlet, you're not getting, you're not getting news. You're getting, you're getting infotainment. They're providing information that's entertaining. And a lot of the times, it's narrative spinning. It's not true reporting. It's not unbiased reporting. You're being pitched a narrative, and you know basically, your 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 brain, which is your your motherboard, and your BIOS. You know, if you're a computer, it's you're being flashed. Your BIOS being flashed, and that flashing is is like. When something like when they're trying to to drive a narrative, it's the constant bam 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 bam. <clears throat> you're being hit with that same you're that same uh, thing over and over and over and over again until it just is like oh you know what I mean. Now it's a part of your your what you think, what you believe in now is a part of that because it's just been you just been. F- like rammed into you basically. And so when you pull away from that and you stop watching that and 
you realize how, like, gas, like, like how, like, I don't even know what the word is, um, but I know how it feels, and it's just like whenever I turn the news on, when something's when there, when something big's happening, or like, I don't know, it's just, I just have to turn it off because it makes me feel yucky. <laughs> Having, having like watched it. So now I just, I follow certain people and try not to, uh, allow that to penetrate my, my space. And once again, I've gone off (laughs) way different from what I was talking, uh, talking about. So this is a typical Saturday morning for me thinking about all of these things, you know, and how it sucks that even though all of these studies have come out, we have all of this data now that it's not being really told honestly by one side and it's being, you know, manipulated and the company responsible for, you know, producing most of of the miracle, you know, I listened to a show called The Amber and Joe Show, and it was super funny because that's what they're calling the shot. They're calling it the miracle. And so the miracle, uh, there's all this data that's come out that shows that the efficacy is horrible, that the adverse events are plentiful. The deaths are plentiful behind it. All of the things that, that are coming out, um, you know, and some of these adverse things are, you know, the vaccinated are, are getting uh, shingles. And my buddy got shingles. Uh, he, Cause he had to get it for work. And I'm just like, dude, that sucks. Um, and other things, you know, a lot of, a lot of these adverse events aren't, weren't just the immediate ones that you saw within the first two weeks. There's a whole slew of shit that's coming on the, on the, the back end of this thing, you know, months down the road, you know, the cancer rates are up. Um, all of the, the rates of, of things are up. And it's, I mean, is it just a coincidence? I mean, the only thing different is one thing that they made everybody get, which was the miracle, and, or tried to get everybody to get. And they're not done with it. I mean, we got monkeypox, which in my opinion is just a, um, just something that they made up to try and hide the fact that shingles is 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 popping up because of, the 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 miracle (laughs) um and there are things that point to that you know but you're not being told that if you're watching you know news regular news uh cable news they're not telling you that and of course they're not going to tell you that because pfizer is their main source of money one of their main sources you know, how much money do you think that five, I mean, you hear it. If you're listening to, to anything that's corporate, you're hearing 
sponsored by Pfizer all over the place. So do you think that that news station is going to tell you anything bad about their main donor, their main sponsor, their main funding source? Fuck no, they're not. But nobody that's watching regular news just can put this shit together because they've, they're they so programmed. They're so um, uh, in a trance with it. So if I, if I were you and you're still watching these things, I would stop. I would try to stop. Try for a week. Just turn off the TV for a week. And see how much better you feel at the end of that week. See how more peaceful you are by the end of that week. Just try it. And if it doesn't work, jump up over to my anchor page and you can leave me a voice message. And tell me how wrong I was. You know? Anybody out there, if you if you don't have anything to say or you don't agree or you do agree or you know you want to chime in with your opinion on what I've just talked about or you know maybe you feel the same way or maybe you go through some of the same things um if any of that because I'm running on a half hour here I don't want to drag this shit on forever um my lanes shift all the time um but yeah just hit me up hit me up on on a voice message send me a message and if I like it, and even if I don't, I might still play it uh, on air because I can add them, you know, from here. I can add them from, uh, you know, my computer. You know, once you send the message, it's in my library and I can pull from it and add it right into the to the episode. So if that's something you want to do and, you know, you want to communicate that way with me, hey, man, shoot for it. Or you can email me at nowhere to go but up now at gmail.com. Um, my anchor page, if you go over to my anchor podcast page, all of my links are there. For some reason, I can't, the YouTube one doesn't work from there. Uh, I don't, I tried to figure it out yesterday and couldn't. So if you just go to the link at the end, uh, that's my link tree. And in my link tree has like everywhere. Like if you want to support the show financially, you want to, you know, buy me a coffee, you want to do anything you want to do, you, you can find that on my link tree. It's long. So don't don't get irritated as because you have to scroll down to the bottom for social media links. I mean, they're broken up. All my social media is at the bottom. All of my video stuff is in in is probably like near the middle uh, where you can go to support is is all together too so yeah so i don't know what else to say (laughs) i'm done and i've 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 forgotten where i was at um all i know is that that most people that i talk to are fairly in the middle and you know with maybe leanings to the to the left a little bit or leanings to the right a little bit i don't know a whole lot of people that are far right or far left so I, I, I'm just assuming that, you know, most people feel like I do and you just, you know, want to be able to take care of your kids and be left alone and be happy and figure yourself out and, and just get through this life the best that you can without hurting, you know, yourself or anybody else along the way. 
And, you know, it just doesn't seem like, I don't know, it doesn't seem like that's how the powers that be want things to be, at least in the state that I'm in. So I don't know, man. I'm, I feel like I'm stuck here. And I don't know. It just sucks because one of the things that I really enjoyed doing, you know, I can't do because I don't want to, I don't want to put myself at risk. I'm sorry. I don't feel like, you know, what you're supposed to do with anything is you weigh out the risk versus the benefits. And I feel like the the risks far outweigh the benefits of, of taking any of these, these things that they're rolling out. You know, I'd rather take my chances on, you know, early treatment protocols and vitamins and natural and natural stuff. You know, I mean, I was hooked on opiates and painkillers for seven years after I got off of, you know, meth for 18 years. So, I mean, I just, I don't know, man, I just, the, the, the pharmaceutical industry i mean when you think about where it was born from how it how it came about and the fact that they use petrochemicals in a lot of these pharmaceuticals it's like i i don't know man i I, there's just nothing good that comes from a lot of it um so anyways if you want to support the show you want to do any of that stuff uh feel free to go over to my anchor page podcast page and hit me up there and uh you know I hope you've enjoyed a little little peek into my uh, brain and, and my thoughts and, and you know what kind of it doesn't keep me up at night, but it definitely uh, hangs around in the mornings and in on Saturdays and Sundays. You know, as I'm trying to figure out, you know how how I'm going to navigate through. Uh, I don't even want to call it a new normal, but just navigate through not wanting to conform to the, to the, uh, to whatever the fuck it is that they're trying to push on us. And I haven't even talked about, you know, gardening and all of the stuff that I'm doing on that, on that front and growing my own food and, uh, caddy shacking it with a fucking gopher or two around here that have just literally, killed almost everything that I've been growing so much so that I had to move a bunch of stuff uh, to above ground um, containers and, and uh, you know, DIY type of pallet planter boxes uh, that I've built trying to at least, you know, not waste, you know, what's left of the growing season. So that's been interesting. Yeah, that but that's a whole that's a whole nother hour. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> and I'm also developing a building trades podcast for the Northern California area. So I mean I'm 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 definitely uh busy in in trying to create things. I just twenty twenty created such a mess of you know, because I had all this time and and started a whole bunch of things and as I had to go back to work and, and everything else and things got busier. I, I have all these projects that, that are like un these projects that will do some good if I could just get the time to do it. And if you're anybody out there knows anything about business, um, you know, running an LLC and, and a nonprofit and, you know, I, I, 
I don't know anything about that type of business. And um, if you got any pointers, man, hit me up. Send me a message because these things at some point, like I'm having a hard time managing keeping up with them, even though they're not, you still have to maintain and keep them, keep them going, um, you know, through the pit, through the, the IRS and like the LLC. I mean, I haven't, I have no receipts, but I still have to pay 800 bucks a month to keep it going until I figure out how I want to do this because I'm pretty sure that this podcast idea that I'm, I'm running with here in the building trades will, that will turn the corner for me in the podcasting space. I know all the players. I know like how to access the unions for you know sponsorships, and it's a niche down enough uh, audience and you know uh, trajectory and target that I'm trying to reach that I I will be able to get sponsorships um, through you know like Carhartt or actually a, a lot because that demographic is the middle class and you know, people that are in the building trades, they buy boats and motorcycles and, and, you know, camp and shoot. And, you know, it's, it's the middle class. They're the ones that have all the disposable income for, you know, Labor Day parties and Labor Day weekend, you know, getaways, trailers, they have trailers and fifth wheels. And so that opens up a wide, wide, um, spectrum of sponsorship opportunities and so I'm really looking forward to, to, to building that and, um, and trying to keep this one going too. I mean, like I have tons of episodes that I haven't released and I'm going to go start going through those, um, and just doing it. The, the thing that sucks on anchor that I don't like is it putting episodes together. So, like if I was doing audio only, they make it easier versus uploading video. They strip the audio from the video. So if I'm, I just did one, uh, my last episode, which I hope it doesn't make me look like I'm a Trump supporter. Cause I'm really not. I, I think he's funny, but I don't think he should be running the country. And I definitely don't think we should have another four years of him. Cause it's just going to be another four years of, them trying to get him <laughs> out of out of office versus like getting anything meaningful done and i definitely don't think the democrats need to be anywhere near the, the power um i just I, we need a change man we need a new a new direction and you know the the right left paradigm which is it's just a nothing ever gets done the third party I would love. I would love to see uh, DeSantis and Gabbert uh, team up. That would be a powerhouse right there. Um, you know, I like a lot of the things that she's saying. Uh, and I, I definitely like a lot of the things that he's doing in his own, you know, state. So, you know, I God, I wish I could move down to, to Florida or Texas. I went to, to Tampa um, in 2021. And I, dude, I love it down there. So much water. I love being by the water, but I don't know. I can't do it, man. I got a kid co-parent and uh, unless I can get the mom to, to bounce out, you know, wherever I want to go or she, you know, Hey, do you want to leave? Let's go. We don't got to be together, but let's just, we can move to the same area. I'd be down with that, but she's got a great job here and you know, her life's pretty, um, pretty stable here. So I don't see that happening. So 
I just got to figure out how to how to live within the lines of of uh, what's happening in this state. So, all right, I think I've rambled on enough. Like I said, if you got anything to say, you want to comment, whatever, hit hit it on the on the voice message <laughs> option over on my Anchor podcast page. Um, yeah. Until next time, keep it one hundred. Stay true to yourself, because everything else is just noise. You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.